This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. There's a lot of meat on the Steven Seagal bone here. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Mount Rushmore is easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore sports talker of the week with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. Boys, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to dive right into the show, right into the cliche Mount Rushmore talker of the week here, because we have a million things to get to between now and six o'clock, All right. including Sage Football Wisdom, including Zach Parisi is going to join the show today. Uh, and also, which franchise had the bigger missed opportunity? I've got four different sections of Minnesota sports franchises to throw at you guys. And in other news, and Rami is in the quarantine studio down the hallway. How are you, Rami? Good. I'm good, guys. Hanging out. Just chilling. You're the one. little alcove. You look good in there. Thank you. And people, and people can see our ugly radio faces if you want to watch the show. This hoodie uh, hides the man boobs a little better than some of my uh, some of my shirts. Is that how you gauge your clothing? Yes. How well absolutely. does it hide the man boobs? Yes. That's the only thing that matters <laughs> about a shirt or a hoodie. It's important. What are the key fabrics for hiding the man boobs? I think it's more the fit. I don't think it's yeah. the fabric. I think it's more the Ooh, fit. I don't know. I feel like there's. I think polyester might hide it more than cotton. No, nope. here's the thing about polyester: very staticky, so it's going to cling to you, and then the man boobs are on full display. Got it. Okay. See what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. We should have a podcast all about this. <laughs> Once a week, Rami sits down with Rami's, people how to hide your man boobs. I think Rami's right. I think it's how it's cut though, because if it's cut wrong through the shoulders, man boobs definitely in play. Right. If Absolutely. it's cut. Loose through the shoulders, hangs a little bit, but not too much, because that that makes you look fat. Look That's the important thing. Much better in like, like an yeah. athletic cut shirt, like my workout shirts. Almost no man boob, almost yeah. no man. So like the Feeling athletic the athletic cut shirts, much better than like your average regular t shirt. Listen, if you want to call the man boob helpline here, it's six five one six four six eight two five five. If we're gonna do that, then it's the fake smile helpline. <laughs> Then it's the man boob helpline. What what was the other thing that we were talking about in Score North Live yesterday, Rami? That we both struggle with. There was oh. something else. Fake smiles were one. Oh, just uh, physical contact. Oh, hugging. physical yeah, contact. Hugging, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, the but I'm pool. bad at that. At hugging or yes. just all physical contact. Hugging. I'm bad at hugging. Yeah. It was funny watching Judd and Lindsay Whalen do a half. No, but she brought me in. And, years ago. But she was good. Yeah, she, she, she was so she's good. definitely dealt with bad huggers. Before. Exactly. It didn't yeah. make a difference. The problem is, if it's somebody who's not as comfortable as she is, that's the problem. The two people that brought me in instantly, no problems, 
Waylon, Tory Hunter. Mackie, you a hugger? I wouldn't say I'm a hugger, but mm. I do hug, and I feel like I'm pretty good at hugging. Do you, you miss in a non creepy way? Do you miss hugs? I miss hanging out with my friends in person. Because the reason this came up on Score North Live, a poll, right? weekdays noon to two, I'm looking for it right now. Okay, is that Doctor Fauci, my favorite person in the world right now? He uh, he says handshaking. Which I've been saying for a long, long time, long mm-hmm. before Corona was a thing. Uh, he's been saying that handshaking should be a thing of the past, that we just need to rid ourselves of that practice. And I said, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for just eliminating physical contact. I, I really only want to touch my girlfriend. That's the only person I need actual physical right. contact. But how with. do you, but how do you build a relationship in the first place if you don't like physical, like at some point you have to make physical contact with someone who's, not a full stranger, but certainly not your girlfriend yet. Yeah, I mean, consenting adults, just like we do it now. I mean, what's the yeah, difference? Yeah, but if you don't, if you don't have practice with physical, con- non creepy physical contact, the first time Are you, you attempt me it, that, like, it's going to be weird. This is every very- hug is practice for for the big game. This is very, <laughs> is this, is, this, is, this, is very this is very simple. <laughs> if it's friendship and there's no chance beyond that, I don't want to hug you. Yeah. I don't need to hug you. I don't need any like, physical I, human contact. Like I'm willing to roll the dice back in the day. But I ain't rolling the dice now with a person that I barely know. I'm with you, Mackie. I miss socializing with friends in per in person and like face to face human interaction. Do but really? I don't need to touch you. Do you really miss Listen, it that much? Don't try and use coronavirus to like push down the fact that you guys are sociopaths. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. I just asked Rami. I said, "Do you really miss it that much? Like, do you really, really miss it?" By the way, in Declan's poll, who would you rather hug? Uh, between Mackie and Judd, 55% of 271 votes say they'd rather hug Judd Zolgad than Phil Mackie. And a lot of the comments that I saw were something along the lines of, because Judd just looks like he needs it more. I hate that. <laughs> I don't want to hug you. They just want to yeah, be here there. Here it is. Yeah, vote for, come on. <laughs> really? They just want to be there for you, man. Mount Rushmore is easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore Sports Talker of the Week. With Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. All right. Rami, you found a random tweet today. Everyone's doing these like quarantine house or pick three of nine. And it's just like no one has anything better to do. And so everyone's coming up with these, right? Dude, first take is literally asking viewers to write in things they want to hear Max and Stephen A. debate. Yeah. And and, and can we not do MJ LeBron? I'd rather see those two guys debate like tomato, tomato. (laughs) Than MJ LeBron at this point, <laughs> but uh, but you you tee this up because you saw this on Twitter. What is what this is was, the official framework of our Mount Rushmore? This talker? was from the big lead, and they asked which play by play announcer do you want calling your everyday life? And the options that they give you are uh, Dick Enberg, Joe Buck. Uh, I was getting my gumbles mixed up, guys. I believe, I believe bo- well, Bryant would Greg, be Bryant, Greg is Bryant probably used to, Bryant used Gumble. to do Thursday night football on okay. NFL Network. Greg right? is still the sports guy though. Brent Musburger. Kevin Harlan, Mike Tirico, Mike Breen, and Al Michaels. Okay. Those are the eight choices that they gave you. Which play-by-play announcer do you want calling your everyday life? So here's the framework of this. Okay, we're gonna right. we're gonna throw their parameters out. Mm-hmm. And we're just gonna open up for any past or present play-by-play announcer, and we can all have. We don't have to come to a consensus here. Okay, I think we all have our own right. cliche Mount Rushmore. So you need four. Which four, past or present, would you want to narrate your life? Hmm. So I get so four. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. four. 
Musburger for sure, because it'd just be so much fun. And he'd just point out other creepy things happening around you. Well, right? and he'd say stuff oh, like... Oh, Judd, look at that. Look at that foxy lady in the grocery store line. Is, oh. is Judd going to yes. buy all the Tostitos or just some of the Tostitos? <laughs> Musburger would be great. And and he, he would also make cryptic gambling references. <laughs> Oh, looks, looks like, like Judge Jud just needs one more carton of orange juice to get the over exactly. here so, for the month. So I'm going Musburger for sure for one of them. Hmm. I'll tell you who the number one guy is for me. It's not even close. No, you can't. You know this thing. This can't happen. Jim Ross. Of course. Jim Ross is on the Mount Rushmore. That's right on Brad for you, right? But here's the thing. Jim Ross really shines, like you heard there, when things are, like, really terrifying and bad and somebody's about to get hurt. Well, then right now he'd be outstanding. That's true. Yeah, like... You'll just type something, oh, my God! I'll be watching his hands! You're in your car, you're creeping out at an intersection, the sun's kind of in your eyes, you're about to turn right, you can't see if anyone's coming, and Jim Ross is just sitting there. (laughs) Oh, my God! There's a semi coming! Look out! Or a jogger or a cyclist isn't giving you room on the pad. He's like, oh, my God, he's coming right at him. No. It's, oh, my God. It's right on brand for Matthew. He's not giving him six feet. Think of his family. <laughs> That's perfect for you. So I'm, I'm in on Jim All right. Ross. All right, Rami, what, what, what names come to mind for you? I mean, Who's number on one, first and foremost, for me, growing up a Cubs fan, it's got to be Harry Carey, right? Harry Carey's got to be... The guy you want narrating your day-to-day life, doing play-by-play on your day-to-day. If nothing else, just to hear him try and pronounce Makloff backwards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it would take him an inning. It would take him, like, five batters before he... Yeah, he's he's probably six or seven beers in For by sure. noon, right? No, by the time I wake up, yeah. Yeah, so he's got to be on the list. Harry Carey's on the list, for sure. Another guy that I'm putting on my cliche, Mount Rushmore, just so I get validation every time I do something... Positive, Mike Breen. I mean, literally, like every time you finish for three, bang! (laughs) Mackie empties the dishwasher, bang! There's the last spoon. Well, you could go old school Marv then too. Yes. Oh, from downtown, Mackie puts the dishes away. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Marv. Marv used to do the the from way downtown. Yeah, Marv. Marv with the fastball was great. Could do that. Could do that. Uh, Jim Nance, I think, has to be you in this discussion. Who, you know who I gotta have on day one of the Masters? Scully. Vinny's got to be on on my list. Just like pulling obscure facts about your yep. life that you didn't even know. You'd be walking around, yeah. And what Judd didn't know was his wife left him last <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> that was the amazing thing about Vin Scully is that. First of all, he had enough stories. Judd's parents weren't really Judd's parents. <laughs> he had enough stories to fill time for any hitter. It didn't have to oh, just yeah. be like the top hitters on the team. You guys. And he would never miss a pitch. He worked on TV in in L.A. for the last X amount of years on, on a Fox Sports affiliate, right? Which is like rolling out the graphics, whoosh, and all that. Vince Scully worked solo. He didn't have an analyst on TV. Yeah. Think about that. In 2018, he didn't have a guy sitting there trying to explain the game. He'd be quoting chapter and verse of books, 
uh, as you just said, Phil, he'd be going through an entire an entire litany of some guy who just got called up from Albuquerque's life. It was incredible. Jansen ready in the pitch, swung on, ground ball slowly to short. Punto, good pick, throws, got it. And the Dodgers are alive and well as they beat the Cardinals 3-1 to one here at Dodger Stadium. Kenley Jansen came in, made 16 pitches to retire the side in order. The Dodgers received a Twitter. Certainly Matt Kemp received it, so did Hanley Ramirez. And the Twitter came from Shane Victorino, who is going to be here for tomorrow's game, a 12-10 game against Arizona. And the Twitter read, or do you say twit? Anyway, the twit read, Aloha, Los Angeles, ready to come help the Dodgers win it all. Let's go. So that was to Kemp and Ramirez, and we pass it along to you. That's amazing. Can you imagine him doing that for all of Judd's twits? Throughout the day? It, yes. Uh, yes, Judd Zolgad is six summits deep on a Friday night interacting with his followers. Yes, here's the 2-2 pitch just outside. That's $250,000 in craft beer for Judd this year, <laughs> even though he said he didn't know that. Do we have to keep this to play-by-play, guys? Can I get just one color announcer in? Sure. Yeah. Stacy King. Who does uh, oh, the former Timberwolf? Yes, and he not he is now the color analyst for yeah. Bulls Television. Jonathan, did you get? So I just want somebody that excited about my accomplishments on a day to on a day to day basis. Like, like what, what kind of things would Stacy King get excited for in Rami's life? Like when I pull, like let's say I make a steak, right, and and I pull it out of the skillet and it is perfectly seared, medium rare in the middle, and then you hear this, this, then you hear this. Oh, you're trying to get Jonathan yeah, to play to get, get Jonathan oh, to play Stacy King. Then you hear. <laughs> Tough over. It's tough over all three in three different rooms. Then you hear this. Just a perfect steak. I like it. Perfect like it. steak. And I, there's Stacy King. I'll tell you, you're not the only one who put a color commentator in your in your cliche Mount Rushmore because I need John Madden just for the telestrator. I want yeah. John Madden to be yeah. able to be like drawing out what I might do on my next play, so to speak. You know, okay. Now, if you, if you, if you look here, okay. So, uh, if, you know, Phil's stomach is a little weaker than the average Joe. <laughs> he ate some spicy burrito for for lunch, and if you if you draw a line over here, that's Phil going into the uh, the the stall number three in the bathroom there, and he's going to spend about fifteen twenty minutes. That's when you get the boom. <laughs> Tough acting, ten acting, those commercials. Uh, another guy that probably has to be on this list. Yep. Four wide, Mahomes in the gun, shotgun snap, fakes the handoff, rolls and throws a gentle pass, caught with the leap at the five to the pylon on the near side by Williams. Touchdown! He got in! The Chiefs have taken the lead in Super Bowl 54 with 2.44 to go! Kevin Harlan. Well, Kevin Harlan so for you? He's so good. And we've heard him do like mundane things. Oh yeah, he's great at it, and t- and and do play by play for things that happen on the football field that have nothing to do with football, like a cat running out there or a guy who runs onto the field from the stands and gets tackled by security. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Harlan has the chops in doing it in just mundane day to day events. 
Versatility. So, so my th- third choice of, after I get past um, Musburger and Scully has to be a guy that I can go places, and he's going to predict before I do things what I'm going to do. I need me some Romo. Oh, wow. I need me some Romo. Here's what Judd's going to do. I don't do. know, Jim. Jim. Jim, he's going to get a card, and he's going to go. I, I can feel it right now. He's going to go get something fattening. I'm sure he's going to get more chips. <laughs> he always gets chips, Jim. I mean, it's just so predictable. Jim, I, don't, I don't know about the Cool Ranch. The Cool Ranch. Doritos. <laughs> I mean, those are good. Now, now, if you look here, if you look here, Jim, he's watching Law & Order again. Whenever he watches Law & Order, I guarantee you, he's going to the snack cabinet any second. Any second now. He's going. To, there he goes. There he goes. He's going to the snack cabinet. I knew it. I don't, know, I don't know about that move. Get up and hand this ball off to the left. Oh, he can't. He sees all those guys outside. He's trying to come back and run up to the right here. There it is, Tony. And out the blue has Look room. What a gutsy call with your season on the line. And here's Nick here's Six. Nick Six, he's got it. He's Drops like, the mic. First down, everyone. I did it. And then everyone's like, yeah. And then you walk over and like, you're like a, you're a full yard and a half short. It's a it's eight twenty five, Jim. But I got a feeling Judd is going to bed soon. In fact, there he goes right up the stairs. He's going pretty to bed. Good. Pretty good. Uh, another one. The runner. Oh yeah. Loose ball. It's good. With four four to go. Shannon. Don't want to foul. Shannon from the corner. I have one critique of why Gus Johnson would not be good for this job in particular. Okay. I love Gus Johnson. He's okay. one of my favorite play-by-play announcers in all of sports. But one critic, because he does Bucks games. Yep. And one criticism of him when I was working down in Milwaukee, Bucks fans did not appreciate it that Gus Johnson would get excited about great plays by the other team. I need a homer. If I have somebody doing my day-to-day announcing, well, you must love. You I need a homer. I can't have a guy who gets excited by my, by my downfalls at somebody else's hands. You know what I mean? That's sure. good you get, what, you get what I'm saying? That's good broadcasting. No, it's good. It's good broadcasting. I like a guy who can play it down the middle in sports. It was never a critique that I had him about about him in sports, but just in my day-to-day life, I don't need a guy who's excited that right. somebody else outdid me. That's not. That's not a good thing to have. They score! No, Judd, I thought they had one for you. That's old school. No, that's old too. Parisi. I am the slot to Bouchard. Parisi winds and scores! First goal in a Minnesota sweater for Zach Parisi. I'm going to Panta as my fourth guy because it'll be Judd walks into the grocery store. Gives the card to Don. Don back to Judd. Now it's back to Judd. Now it's back to Don. I need LaPanta. Parisi. I am the slot to Bouchard. Parisi winds and scores! First goal in a Minnesota sweater for Zach Parisi. It's pretty good. Good pipes, too. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Jim Nance just saying hello, friends, everywhere. What Jim Nance do a lot for, like, I I pick Scully because I, I think he's the best at sort of the... The calm demeanor thing. Well, I'll tell you, going back to Gus Johnson for a second. See, Rami has a point that you just you, you don't want him to get excited for like other people doing things in your life. Right, but, exactly. But <laughs> See, listen, like when life. when I'm going into the elevator and I'm carrying like nine bags of groceries because I'm a master at just carrying all of the bags in Same. one trip. Right. Same. I need someone like <laughs> Gus Johnson, redline, full throttle excitement, narrating that as I get into the elevator and hit the hit the buttons with my elbow. So hold on a second. To avoid coronavirus. So you're telling me that if you and the gal have a spat. And Gus Johnson is calling it. 
And let's say she starts to win. She gets the upper hand. You wouldn't sort of enjoy the, oh, Rami's just been staggered. It's a great great point by Rami's girlfriend. Absolutely not. Just a fantastic point. I don't need him taking joy in celebrating my downfall. Absolutely not. No, Gus Johnson is not the man for this job. He's a great play-by-play announcer. (laughs) He's not the man for this job. I need strictly a homer for my day-to-day announcer. All right, so, all right, so... Let's put a wrap on this. Okay, what is your go around the room here? What is your cliche Mount Rushmore of the week here? This your is hard because so many names guys. have come up in this that now I want to add to it. I'll right. give you mine. I'll give you mine yep. to start with. Okay. Yep. Yep. I need I need me some Mike Breen just to yell bang everywhere. I need Jim Ross. <laughs> oh my God! All right, Jim Ross. Doc Emmerich's a guy that we didn't bring up. I, he's on my list here, but I'm going to say Jim Ross, Mike Breen. Gus Johnson and John Madden using a telestrator All right. to tell everyone where I'm going. I've got Musburger, Scully, Romo, LaPanta. Wow. And I feel like Tony takes the place of Madden now. Like Madden used to be great at predicting things. And then, you know, he was out of the game for a long time, lost his fastball. Tony's got that now. Scully is still, to me, just the, the calmest, coolest guy out there. Musburger's your campy... Jim Ross type of just a campy, you know, that's the over for John. <laughs> He's at 18 beers now. <laughs> and LaPanta's got the good pipes, and I want to choose at least one local guy. All right. I'm going, I said Harry Carey. Got to have Stacy King in there just because I need somebody pumping me up everywhere I go and talking about how great I am. <laughs> Kevin Harlan's got to be in there because, like yeah. I said, he has the chops in giving play-by-play on Monday and things oh, yeah. that have nothing to do with sports. And then the fourth guy, his name hasn't come up here, and I'm surprised it hasn't. Bob Euchre, man. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's not a bad one. Bob Euchre's like having your funny friend with you alongside all the time. I mean, he's not, if I'm being totally honest, he's not the greatest play-by-play guy at this stage in his career because he's not paying all that close of attention to the game. He's telling stories. Tweet Milwaukee He's telling jokes. He's having a good time. Rummy. Somebody has to jump in and remind you what inning it is and what the count is and how many people are on base. (laughs) Bob Euchre's having a great time. Other than that, he's doing great. (laughs) Rami Rami is tweeting just ripped Bob Euchre. No, super entertaining. Super entertaining. Just as far as the actual duties of a play-by-play man, he's a little lax. Why doesn't he do TV instead then when it doesn't matter? You just get to watch the game. That's true. He should be. I feel like radio needs to be more descriptive in that regard. Agreed. Anyways, so what's so you finalize your list? It's uh, Harry Carey, Stacey King, Kevin Harlan, Bob Euchre. There it is. Cliche Mount Rushmore of the week here. I'm Mackie and Jeb with Robbie. As Judd rats Rami out to all of his Milwaukee. <laughs> so Eric, Eric tweets out honorable mention to and boom goes the dynamite guy. Yeah, for sure. Hey, that guy's the greatest of all time. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Um, and boom goes the dynamite. Someone actually Tosh Point caught up with him. A I few know years that was ago. awesome. And uh, I don't know the guy's like I think Can he's he still doing TV somewhere. Yeah, he got yeah. a job somewhere for sure. Living the dream. All right, big show coming up here. Sage Rosenfels with some sage football wisdom. We'll talk Vikings draft. Uh, Zach Parisi, if you missed it earlier, uh, Minnesota Sports Rewind, Zach Parisi with just a really candid, awesome discussion, not because of me and Judd, but just because he decided that he wanted to tell some stories and uh, and and reflect back on the last eight years with the Wild. That's at 5 o'clock today. And in other news, later on in the show here, Mackie and Judd with Rami from the TCL Studios. 
Uh, I'm glad you're still open. Open, open. Helping support our local businesses through the coronavirus crisis. We are open for business. This is open for business. Still open, yeah? Yeah. On Score North. And it's time for another mini episode of Open for Business here. These are unprecedented times in our country, in the state of Minnesota. And we've just been looking over the past few weeks to highlight some businesses that are still open, still operational, still looking to serve people. And this is going to be a little bit different episode here because we're with Wayne Peterson, Minnesota Wild Director of Community Relations and Hockey Partnerships to talk about something very important. Uh, Wayne, thanks for coming on and taking some time out of your day. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. For sure. So uh, coming up here on Wednesday, April 15th, tell us and tell our audience about the Minnesota Wild XL Energy Center Blood Drive here in partnership with Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, we're uh, very excited. We're working with the American Red Cross to host a, a blood drive on Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, a typical blood drive, I'm told, gets between 25 to 30 donors. Well, we have exceeded 225 that have pre-registered for an appointment. And it's going to be a, a significant blood drive. And, uh, you know, the nation was at a critical low and needed blood in a big way. And the uh, Red Cross has put the uh, put the call out for help. And I'll tell you what, uh, Twin Cityans and beyond are, are answering the call or coming out in record numbers. And uh, we're happy that we can, like you said, partner with Dan Harris of Bush to, uh, to host this blood drive next Wednesday. So for, for people that would like to help and and would like to get out and donate blood, but are just a little bit worried to be in groups of people, what safety precautions are going to be taken for people uh, just to make sure that all of the different CDC uh, guidelines are followed here, Wayne? Well, first of all, just know that uh, uh, donating blood and the people that put on the blood drives, they are exempt from the uh, governor's uh, stay-at-home mandate. And just under normal uh, conditions, the Red Cross is uh, has very standard safety protocols. But now with the pandemic uh, upon us, they've even added additional safety precautions. For example, people will have their temperature checked as they enter gate one. If they have a temperature, they are not allowed in the building. If they uh, don't have a temperature but have traveled recently, they will not be allowed in the building. Obviously, we'll be practicing all the other CDC requirements, such as the social distancing. Obviously, we've got 18,000 seats in the building, so when people are waiting, there's plenty of seats for them to sit and, and you know, comfortably apart from each other. And so the Red Cross is doing a great job to make sure everything is uh, is safe and sanitized and everybody is uh, safe that wants to come and, and uh, donate blood. And, Wayne, how are things just in general in the organization? I'm guessing uh, a lot of Zoom meetings in the Wild yep. organization these days? Uh, yes. Hunker uh, down in the home office right now. Well, we are open for business in some ways. Yeah. Obviously, we're, we're not playing right now, but uh, we're all working hard. And uh, it's just like everybody else. It's uh, trying times. Uh, a lot of questions and just not a lot of answers. So, we're thrilled to be doing uh, things like the blood drive. Yesterday, our president, Matt Maka, and a few of us went to Regents Hospital and uh, made a nice donation of uh, medical supplies. We had scoured the building and our, and our uh, medical facility, 
and came up with gloves and hand sanitizer and alcohol prep pads that we donated to uh, our, our friends at Regents Hospital. We've been volunteering at Catholic Charities, making donations to the United Way, and uh, just staying busy and trying to be good corporate citizens and helping out where we can. Well, it's it's this upcoming Wednesday, April 15th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Doors open at 9.30 a.m., 30 minutes before the blood drive uh, for American Red right. Cross, and that's at XL Energy Center. You've got to enter through Gate 1, correct, Wayne? Yes, and I'm, I'm happy to say that our, our first two donors will be our president, uh, Matt Maka, and interim head coach, Evison, will be the first two donors at 10 a.m., and unfortunately, we're not taking any walk-ups because you have to register for an appointment and all appointments are full. We posted it, and uh, I tell you what, we had we exceeded our goal of 225 in a matter of a couple of hours. That's how eager and happy that the uh, the, the you know the local citizens are to donate blood. And you met, mentioned Zach Crazy just a minute ago. Uh, we're providing some nice incentives for our all blood donors, and uh, Zach Crazy and Nico Koibu each. Signed 250 8x10 canvases that we're going to give as a thank you to the donors, and also a $20 hockey lodge gift card. And uh, Michael of Golden Light has produced a custom 16 uh, ounce beer glass for all donors too. So it's awesome. a, a win-win for everybody who's participating. Awesome, awesome. Well, Wayne, just, you let us know here at Score North or on uh, Mackie and Jeb with Rami if there's anything else we can do to to help promote causes like this. And we appreciate you coming on and spreading the word about a good cause. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. That is Wayne Peterson, the Minnesota Wild Director of Community Relations and Hockey Partnerships. Gentlemen, when we come back, Sage Football Wisdom, Vikings discussion, and then you'll hear from Zach Parisi in, I think it's safe to say, what we're going to play for you at 5 o'clock or just after 5 o'clock is the most open and reflective Zach Parisi has probably been when discussing Signing here eight years ago, the trade discussions from last trade deadline. Yeah. Just a few months ago, a couple yes. months ago. And so, Zach, uh, if you missed it on Minnesota Sports Rewind earlier, you'll definitely want to hear that in about 30 minutes on Mackie and Judd with Rami here. Score North, TCL Studios. Jonathan here with the Score North download. This download powered by Pod MN. Before we get you to some Sage Football Wisdom, a couple notes here. The need remains high for our local Ronald McDonald House Charities Upper Midwest during the coronavirus outbreak as they work tirelessly to provide a wide array of support services to families with seriously ill or injured children in their Twin Cities locations. And thanks to Luis Arise and the Minnesota Twins, one lucky person who makes a, a donation of any amount at scorenorth.com will receive a signed Luis Arise Minnesota Twins jersey. Your contribution allows the Ronald McDonald House to continue to provide critical services to two families dealing with a child's health care crisis. To donate, please visit scorenorth.com, keyword donate. Also over at scorenorth.com right now, Judd Zolgads got the person who came in second in the top five Vikings quarterbacks of all time. I will not spoil it, but number five was Warren Moon. Number four was Tommy Kramer. Number three was Brett Favre. So go check out for free right now over at scorenorth.com. Who came in as the second best Vikings quarterback of all time? That's on scorenorth.com and the free scorenorth mobile app. That's been your scorenorth download. Now back to Mackie and Judith Rami. High ranking officials on multiple NFL teams said this weekend they're preparing as if this will be a virtual draft and they will be conducting it away from their team's training facilities. 
due to federal guidelines and state mandates. The NFL says it can't have all teams in training facilities if one team can't get in there. And that seems to be the case right now with individuals preparing to be in their homes, potentially in their basements or home offices, the three nights of the NFL draft. Football. Yes. All right, Sage Rosenfels, which GM is going to screw it up technologically? Which 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 GM is going to freeze up right at the moment? It wasn't the Vikings were were they the last team that didn't get their pick in? Bryant McKinney, like two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. is or that was, right? Was it McKinney or was it? No, it, it was Kevin Williams. It was Kevin Williams. They fell behind. Um, was it Jacksonville they, and somebody else? Kansas City they didn't get their pick in or something. Yeah, like no, that, you're perhaps. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, you know, I, I, it just sort of blows my mind that. I lived in a world for a long time, college and pro football, much less the high school sports. And what I was told all the time was overcome adversity. Bad things happen. Find a way to get it done. No excuses. We're no excuses team. All right? I don't care how rocky the sea is. Just bring the dang boat in. Football. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Of the, oh, I know your knee hurts. I know, I, I know, you know, find a way to get it done. No excuses business, you know. And then, I'll, I mean, that they're really that concerned that they are going to have a terrible draft because they're in, I mean, people are doing this every single day. Yeah. Everybody it's not is as good. From home it's right not now. you know. It's it's not as effective. My kid probably being home and on Zoom with his teachers and you know not having that experience. It's probably not as good. Um, but it's everyone's on the same level here. So you know everyone's dealing with this. Actually, if anything, you go. You know what? I like there's some uh, there's a, a sort of a bump in the road here. Our team because we have smart people and we've hired smart people and smart IT people and blah blah blah. We're going to have an advantage over these other idiot teams out there and finding advantage there instead they go to like this is some huge hardship when as we all know and i know fancy football is not like this type of draft and 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 i'm sure there's all these things that happened you know when somebody picks 14th and we got the 15th pick and we know we have some time we might throw in a couple videos of some guys and last thing go you know who do you who do you really like and let's go with this guy that probably happens but seriously I mean, they all have their boards. They all have the ability to create whatever they want to do at home. This this is not that hard. And also, and I was thinking about this earlier, you know, one of the things, the combine is a lot of things. It's the workout. It's the interviews. It's the, the medical stuff. Obviously, just as a league, it's like one big sort of convention. Um, but uh, uh, what after it, they have all these individual workouts, which we're, we're of course, missing out on. So the, they're not happy about missing these individual workouts. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, these guys are still doing individual workouts. They're still filming them. They're sending them to all the teams. They're running their 40 times. They're doing all these things. You don't have to be there for all that stuff. You don't have to be anywhere to, to see somebody run a 40-yard dash, right? You, we all have phones, and, and we can all get out that, that information. On top of it, if they, let's say, didn't go to the combine and a coach didn't interview them at the combine, we have FaceTime. What an invention. You can FaceTime them and actually interview them for as long as you want. You can watch film. You can figure out a way to get it done, and, and it just sort of blows my mind that any of these coaches are acting like they're put out or scouts or whoever uh, compared to the rest of the world who 
uh, have, to be honest, real jobs, and they are really put out. And they're, in some ways, like <laughs> risking their lives uh, uh, for, for the betterment of the good. And so I'm sort of just like this thing with the NFL coaches and, and, and complaining about that the experience is going to be the same. It's not. No one's living the same experience that they did basically one month ago. So, Sage, here's my thing, though, and, and I, I think that there's going to be a ton of teams that privately, because they've been told they'll be fine if it's not private, that are going to grumble and complain and moan and, oh, woe is us, we can't. I think you're going to have a few teams, though, probably that skew to the younger side of things with some smart people who observe not just the draft process, but, like, let's say the the last month plus, and say, what were we doing previously that we've learned that we maybe don't have to do that was a step that was a waste of time? Because so much of yeah, I think the whole world's this, learning that, though, right? Like right, but football, but football and... people hate that. They're, all, they're so ingrained, and this is what we do. I think this is an opportunity. You're, you're right across the board, but especially in sports where we get stuck in the rut of this is how we've always done it, to look at it and say, you know what? In some ways, we insisted on going back to Player X for the 19th psychological testing, and we didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs> well, just you know, these like I just know so many of the quarterbacks, coaches around the league, and I know that during the you know post combine until the draft, like they're running around. Uh, you know, teams have their private workouts, or like like Iowa State, for example, they have a day, and all these scouts and coaches come in for this one day. But there's also other, like, just individual days where just one team shows up to work out one player. That happened to me like a half dozen times. Um, and obviously they're not doing any of that now. And I sort of wonder if, uh, you know, after um, not doing any of that, and then these teams that will have this draft, they go, you know, we really didn't have to fly around to all those places to work out all those people individually. We've got the – I mean, you don't even have to really go to the combine because it's all on film. I don't. It blows my mind that when they run forties, that there's like fifty scouts uh, uh, standing there at the forty yard line, like with their watch out. Like it's on. It's an electric thing. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't get <laughs> it's, it. It's like hilarious. it's all electric now. <laughs> it's on video. You don't even. I mean, I know. I know for like Kyle Shanahan that the quarterback threw on Thursday night. Kyle Shanahan flew home either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. It's all on film. It's it's probably even better on TV a lot of times, uh, you know, whatever. So You know, there was a um, movie it, made about this. It was called Moneyball with Brad Pitt, in which he fired all the scouts. When Bill, when, this is the truth. Like, Billy Bean, like, fired traditional scouts and said, well, I mean, we just have... Guys, like, we were talking about baseball face. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, that guy has a baseball face. I like well, it. I could yeah, probably yeah. walk... Yeah, there might be a way to walk up to the Vikings and go, hey, I got a way to save you guys like a half a million dollars. If I do that, <laughs> would, you, would you give me like 20% of it? Usually you do. Do everything over, you know, over video now and don't fly everywhere and all these things. So... I don't know. I mean, again, it's everyone's on the same level. Again, it's it's they're, the, everyone's put out in the situation right now. The draft will go on. I'm not totally against the draft occurring. Uh, I know we're in this like you know national crisis, but I do have this thing of like people should try to do business if they can do business and keep things sort of moving if possible. Yeah. Uh, and also that you know the, when these players do get drafted, they're not going to have an off season. They're not going to have all these OTAs and rookie mini camps and regular mini camps and that whole thing. 
they're going to be, you know, I guess training by themselves or however they're you know, they're doing it, uh, and having like Zoom meetings with the, their quarterbacks coach. I can, and, you know, already some probably already uh, occurring with some teams where they're actually having meetings and they're somehow watching film, uh, and they're you know doing those types of things that they normally would do together. So uh, it's important for these guys to actually get on a team. I, I think that's the more I think about it, the more you know people were talking about pushing the, the draft back. I don't mind doing it now, get it done, so at least these guys can learn the, the, the mental aspect of the game throughout the summer because if there is a season coming up, they're going to get uh, uh, very, very few reps and they have to be on top of it mentally right off the bat. Sage, while it shouldn't be a handicap or a hindrance for anybody, do you think it's maybe an advantage for some of the some of the more technologically advanced teams out there? I, I'm sure there are coaches, coordinators in this league. Oh, no, seriously, I, like the coaches that are over 65, it's hilarious right. how terrible they are with like the <laughs> right. computer stuff. I mean, it's it's funny. It's it's you know, Dude, Nick Saban um, literally. I, I think he's telling the truth. Nick Saban. I get to college coach, but he said that he just got email set up for the first time this week because his assistant, who'd been answering his email for twenty years, said, "I'm not going to do this for you remotely. I'm not going to like print out emails and put them on your desk." Like Nick Saban just got email, and he's been, I'm, he's I'm been fine without you, it. Would I'm be the argument. You, um, uh, and I remember. In 1999, now maybe 2000, like going to my senior year, we got a new computer system at Iowa State where everything really was on like a computer system. Before that, it was these beta tapes up until like 98 or something like that, uh, which was like a smaller version of a VHS tape, right? So uh, now you actually had things in sort of Excel spreadsheets, and you could just go to that play. And my quarterback's coach, great guy, he struggled with that thing the whole year. I couldn't tell you how many times that he had to make a phone call to the video guy, and the video guy walked down the hallway into the quarterback's room just to, like, press a button. You know, and uh, he it was, it, you know, it was just not his... Uh, he wasn't raised that way. My parents struggle sometimes. I've been trying to t- teach my mom, who's 73, cut and paste uh, <laughs> for like five years, you know, just for whatever reason doesn't work out very well. So it, the older coaches, that a lot of times they really do struggle with some of the technology stuff. But I think this stuff's pretty easy. I mean, I... I've, I said I've helped out with my son and my kids sometimes with getting on Zoom or getting on these different types of websites that help them sort of do a you know one-on-one thing for a, my daughter's dance class or my son's school. Uh, it's they've made it. This made this thing so so simple. And all by the way, all these teams have IT people. Not one. They have multiple IT people. They have multiple video people, which are basically IT people. Also, they build websites. They have TV stations. Like they. Have have all the technology uh, uh, possibilities that most companies don't have. Uh, they do all that stuff in house, and they have those people. I, I understand, like if somebody doesn't want somebody to to come into their house and those types of things, um, but they, they can find a way to do it. And the good thing is they have plenty of time. Like they've known that it's going to be about a six week window from when you know, the U.S. sort of shut down, in a sense, uh, of all the social distancing until they have six weeks to figure out how to not screw it up. And, but, you know, I guess we'll, we will see what happens. So, all right, here's a football-y question. Football. So, the Vikings aren't going to be able to gather. I hate for... that thing, by the way. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, we can use this one instead. Come on! Football! <laughs> we can, we Maybe. Can, we, we can mix Maybe. it up. Just change it up at least. You know? Football! Football! Yeah! Football! Yeah! Which one do you hate the least? Football! So. Yeah, so! 
Hey, we, we, uh, we, we did a mock draft yesterday <laughs> with Collar, and they had the, the chimes for the, like, the draft. Oh, yes. Inject that in that That I don't like. What do you, what? What do you mean? I don't like the chimes. What? Why? I'm sorry, I just tell, don't. It tells you the pick is in. Are you, you kidding me, like John? How else would you know that the pick <laughs> is in? It immediately gets your heart rate up, does it not? It immediately goes, oh, what's going on? The who, pick who is, is it? Who is it? Yeah, and I want it quicker. I need, I need Mel Kuyper to shut up for a second because the pick is in. That's what it means. Okay? <laughs> He's not taking a bathroom break. No. Okay, here's my question. So the Vikings and other teams aren't going to be able to gather and go through OTAs. and like I, I'm going to assume that... Anything before training camp would ordinarily be scheduled, and this is optimistic even for training camp in July. Like you're not going to be able to gather in the next month and a half, right? Well, if you're the Vikings, you got 12 draft picks. Uh, you've got a bu- you're going to have a bunch of new faces on defense. You might even still sign a couple free agents, and you probably have a new number two wide receiver in this this sharp kid that they just signed from the Titans, right? So, well, I don't I don't know if he'll be the two guy. He might be, but I sort of feel like I think there, there's a good chance that they could draft with the first or sure. either one of those first round picks a guy like DJ uh, DK Metcalf like they need a that they need a stud uh, a guy that can really roll and really fly uh, with one of these wide receivers so if they do that though and I, and I agree with you I think they they should you know how important is it to or how big of a problem is it I guess to be missing out on OTAs you're going to have to have yeah, discussions it's, it's a- virtually about timing like you know it, it doesn't it doesn't help the Vikings. Yeah, this is a problem for, for again, it's a problem for everybody. But let's look at the the, uh, the advantages the Vikings have. All right, same head coach for multiple years, right? Like sort of the system is in place. Yes, they do have new coaches on the coach staff, in particular on defense this year. Kubiak steps in offense has not changed. Uh, that's pretty much going to be the exact same. Uh, same quarterback. Um, uh, and a lot of the guys that are um, – that are starting and playing have been starting and playing for a couple of years. It's not like there's a lot of guys coming off the rookie year. Uh, so I, I think they're in a lot of better position than a lot of other teams who have new head coaches and young quarterback and, uh, you know, th- those scenarios. And there's a lot of those out there, right? So I think the Vikings are in a pretty good position. But uh, they do need, you know, as, as everyone knows, between three and maybe up to even five starters i think on on this football team that right now they don't really you know have a spot for so you know i i, I think the number's three or four you know they definitely need a corner hopefully mike Hughes steps in and starts at one corner and question who the other guy's going to be there's defensive end uh uh you know um they're going to need an offensive line probably a guard but uh you know they're, they're, they have some spots here but i think having the same head coach same staff for the most part, um, and, and a lot, and the quarterback the same. I think that gives them more advantages than a lot of other teams have. So, Sage, can a rookie QB who you know, like Burrow or Tua, gets drafted in in the top five? If we have as little of off season programs as we expect, is it feasible to ask them to start in two thousand twenty, or do they have almost no chance? And you're going to be forced to, uh, if you are going to start them, wait. I don't know. Take your pick. Five to eight games. That is an interesting question. Um, I think a lot has to do with how educated are they when they left college football. Like, you know, I think Joe Burrow 
would have a, a pretty good sort of step on a lot of other quarterbacks because Joe Brady, his coordinator, his passing game coordinator uh, at LSU last year, he's in the NFL now, and he was in the NFL before. It was pro style. It was also it was probably a version of West Coast because Sean Payton is, is West Coast terminology. Uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, West Coast terminology. All right, he comes from the Sean McVay system, which is the Kyle Shanahan system, which is the Kubiak system, which is the Shanahan system, which goes to the old schools, right? So he's all part of that tree. So he might be one of those guys that could step in right off the bat and, and, and not have to have it. it it's going to hurt all these guys. But the real struggle is when those guys are coming from systems that are completely different. They're not going to have any of the off-season stuff. Uh, you know, those guys, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's, again, I even look at myself. I, I look at Anthony Gordon from Washington State, a kid that I worked with, and, you know, they had like 10 pass plays and two running plays. Uh, and, you know, they, they didn't have all the, you know, they didn't, they didn't talk about coverages and all these things all that much. They didn't talk about protections almost at all. He would have a, that's a big jump for those types of guys versus a guy who's, you know, basically had NFL style coaching already in college like Joe Burrow. Sage, I saw Trent Dilfer say today that Tua Tungavailoa is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's crazy talk, right? Have you ever seen a quarterback coming out of college and went, that guy's a Hall of Famer? For sure. Well, you know Trent Dilfer was paid to train him, True. correct? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. Do I have to say anything more than that? I, he said today, I thought I, thought I saw he had... And I and I love Trent, but I thought he saw he said that uh, uh, he had a stronger arm than Dan Marino. Now, he sure I grew up that. watching Dan Marino. That dude has a cannon, and he still can throw it. Like some guys can just throw it. Dan Marino was like Brett Favre called him when he passed him for like the record for most touchdowns or whatever it was. He said Dan Marino. I think was he didn't say quarterback. He said I think he's the greatest thrower of all time. I'm sorry, Tua is not the greatest thrower of all time. He's you know he's 22 years old or whatever he is. Uh, uh, he doesn't. I don't think he has a cannon. I don't think he has that strong of an arm. I, I look him. Some people described him. Uh, I think he's got strong arms like a Drew Brees, but he is great on the sort of the the uh, short, medium, mid range. You know, 15 yard, 18 yard down the field. He's not a guy who throws 65 yard posts like like Pat Mahomes. I, I really have no idea what Trent Dilfer is talking about. You think you like football? Trent Dilfer doesn't just really like football. He loves football. Watch this play. Colin Kaepernick. Watch the tempo of the ball. This guy's been known for fastballs. Now with his refined mechanics, that ball has arc to it. It's still firm. It doesn't make the receiver wait for it, but it's able to get up and down. Football! Football! Trent Dilfer loves football. Loves he loves football. talking quarterbacks, but you know, so do I. It's 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 you know, you you do it for so long. It's all you talk about. You know, pretty much twelve months out of the year at this point, it sort of becomes who you are. And I, you know, I think Trent was a guy that wasn't super talented. He wasn't a great thrower. And I think when it's it's that sort of like if you're like you're the, the journeyman backup type or one of those guys that hangs around for a long time but wasn't super talented, you see the guys that really are and the throws that they do make. And it's in, I think Trent, um, even though I, he was the first overall pick, I believe, but even the, I think he he appreciates that you know a great throw, a great thrower because you know just really how hard it is. 
Sage, we appreciate you coming on here, living that quarantine life. Any other final words of wisdom for uh, for all of us here on this? Final episode? words of wisdom. Shout out to the healthcare workers, to the nurses, to the doctors, Amen. and shout out to Wally's uh, over in Dinky Town who oh. sent uh, one of the hospitals in Minneapolis lunch this afternoon. I, I wanted to. Outstanding. I, I was told to to, uh, to give them a shout out and thank you very much. Any other businesses out there want to? Uh, try to make people's lives a little bit easier. See what you can maybe do something every single day during this whole thing that's outside of yourself to make somebody else's life a little better. I'm going to try to do that. Football. Amen. That is Sage Rosenfels. You can find him, former Viking quarterback, 12-year veteran in the NFL, and you can find him every Monday and Wednesday on Purple Daily at 2 o'clock and also uh, every Thursday with some Sage football wisdom here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Sage, take care, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, fellas. See you next week. All right. Uh, I he just you lit up when he said Wally's, dude. Wally's falafels. I haven't had Wally's Love falafels. Some falafels. I've tried a couple of falafel places in town. Have not been to Wally's yet. Have you experienced any? I'm any a falafel luck with your connoisseur. Falafel. Okay. falafel is the food of my people. Yeah, try, try Wally's. I came so close. He paused. It was deliberate. He waited. He mulled. He mulled the question over. Well, maybe you'll have a chance to redeem yourself when Zach Parisi comes on and, in like five minutes. And they call it. I have a feeling Judd will redeem himself when Zach Parisi comes Thanks, on. Thanks, Tony. I'll give you an interesting question. That doesn't count, huh? It doesn't count. All right. This is it's the good or great question or point. It's the good question standings, and we're counting good or great question or good or great point. Okay, but good or great it has in- to specifically be said. But interesting does not mean good or great. It was the amount of times it I was waiting for the response, though, as the question rattled around his brain and he thought through it. And then there was this long pause. Again, he mulled the question. He mulled it over. He's thinking about it. I mean, if you guys want to open this up for interesting... No, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not debating... I don't debating. need to fall any further behind in the standings. I'm, I'm not, right there I'm with not you, debating. Right? I'm not debating I don't get the point. I am agonizing over how close I was I was this close to home plate and then Bo Jackson from the warning track threw me out <laughs> just a laser yeah just, just I mean from laser. out of nowhere it, it's that yep. old school throw that Bo made at the kingdom I, I think against the Mariners I think it might have gotten Harold Reynolds at home plate actually I feel like so close it was a check swing and the umpire, the home plate umpire, didn't appeal right away. The catcher asked him, and so after a few seconds, you thought you thought you were good. After a few seconds, I was standing there with the bat on my shoulder. Yeah, the, the um, <laughs> Oregon was down. playing. Yeah. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Oh, strike three! So and he, the umpire very nonchalantly just put up, just put up the fist, and just like, "Yep, strike three. <laughs> See you, dude." I was like, "What?" So sorry, Judd. It was uh, it was oh, no, you know, no. I'm not debating it you was guys. An are... Interesting question. So as of right now, the good question standings on the year. So close. I have ten. Judd has five. Rami has four. Jonathan has three. And Zach Parisi is coming up next. Couple chances for. I did think Sage was good for one per week, and I don't think we got one this week. Did got, Declan ever get you week. the sound for my good question last week on Score North Live? I have not received any. But we gave you the point, we right? We gave you the point. Oh, we did. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're good. Okay. I heard it, so. Yeah. Joe yeah was don't there. go Have fishing for a double Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought I thought we had left it hanging and said we need evidence. I think but, you dropped okay. some baseball cards there. Rami, if I'm, <laughs> I'm looking behind you, there's a couple of wax packs. You might want to pick those up. Can I have them back, please? They're mine. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Your girlfriend even got involved on Twitter. I don't know what you're talking about. Your girlfriend's involved. Does she even know you? 
Oh, yeah. No, Do we even know you? Stories. She said that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that's I'm very curious what that means, by the way. I feel like there's more Rami Chronicles to I come. I told you there's a segment here. If you guys really want to delve deep into my childhood. <laughs> uh, we got plenty of time, so hell yes. You think you like football? Trent Dilfer doesn't just really like football. He loves football. This is Spider 2 Snag. Not white banana, the one he likes, but that's Spider 2 Snag, and he knows what I'm talking about by using Antoine Bolton as the fullback. Football! Football, yeah! In times like these, you may not be thinking about blood donation, but blood is needed every day by patients facing a range of serious illnesses. If you're healthy, please schedule an appointment to donate by visiting redcrossblood.org or use the keyword red at scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. All right, welcome in. Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app. We'll get to in other news in about 30 minutes from now. And if you're wondering, and we get this question all the time, I'm sure all you guys do. So what do you guys talk about with no live sports? And Judd and I were just talking off microphone. It's actually been, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for all you guys, but I think it's been kind of fun the last month just figuring out, all right, well, there's no live sports, so let's do action movie rewind. Let's just, let's have fun with this. So excited for tomorrow. Let's do that. We'll take suggestions from people if you're a listener mm-hmm. or a follower on social media, at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolgad, at Rami is tweeting. And uh, we'll you take... already watched Con Air, huh, Judd? You were tweeting about it last watched night. Watched last night, yeah. It's just page and a half of notes. Let's just say that. baby. Wow. Page and a half of notes. Wow. It's legendary. It's legendary. The cast in that movie alone. Was oh. there any panic, though? Mac, you're talking about how fun it's been. Like, when we first when we first realized, when you first came to that realization that sports are coming to a stop, and we don't know for how long, was there a moment of panic for you guys? Because there was panic for me. I'm not going to lie. There was internal panic. I never showed it, but there was internal panic. Honestly, like there was there was a few seconds of panic for me, and then I started thinking about all the different things we could probably dive into. We yeah, could that's when I started Minnesota feeling Sports better. Rewind. That's when I st- when we st- all started brainstorming and sharing ideas, and we had a long yeah. list of things that we could do while we don't have sports to talk about. That's when I started to calm down a little bit, and the panic subsided. But now, there was a moment of panic. Now, if you want to tell me that we're not going to get live sports until 2021, don't check, say that. check back with me in now August, I'm and I might again. be panicking. Now I'm panicking again. <laughs> but by then, at least the NFL draft will have happened, so we can just speculate on rosters for like four that's months. very true. But one of the things that we have expanded every Tuesday and Thursday, Minnesota Sports Rewind at 11 o'clock. So Ventline and Rewind are alternating at 11 o'clock throughout the weekdays on Score North. And we now have 15 episodes that you can binge. Minnesota Sports Rewind, Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. And as part of a look back today at maybe the biggest day and moment in Wild franchise history, the signing of Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter, the two best free agents on the market, the Wild dropped... Just under $200 million in total on 26 years worth of contracts. And it set off six straight runs to the playoffs, but a lot of disappointment. And Zach Parisi joined earlier today for what turned out to be a really wide-ranging and I would say uh, introspective discussion about Mm -hmm. eight years ago, about a couple months ago at the trade deadline, and even the future with the Minnesota Wild. This is Zach Parisi. 
And Zach Parisi joins the show. Zach, how's quarantine life treating you, man? Thanks for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. It's been uh, it's been good. The uh, kids are doing their schoolwork, their online schoolwork in the mornings, and then trying to keep them busy. I was just saying, as long as they're getting along with each other, the day seems to go by pretty smooth. Uh, are you uh, like like how are you able to stay in shape? Like are you uh, are you playing like hand hockey in what the basement or something? Not. Like what do you? I'm just getting fat. I mean, there's a chance they could still fire the regular <laughs> season back up, and you guys could sneak in. Yeah, I think that's been the, the challenge for a lot of the people just players sitting at home but we've got um kind of like a makeshift gym here and a bike and i mess around with my son playing hockey in the basement so i know it's not the same but at least trying to stay in shape that way dumb question uh, possibly zach but can you skate is there a place to go quarantined off for that that you that you can go skate for an hour or two or something like that not that I know of. Um, I, know, I tried to get my equipment out when this whole thing started, and they had locked the rink. They were saying no one's allowed to take their gear out um, when all the players were supposed to self-quarantine because we were out in L.A. and Anaheim when all this was happening out there. So at that time, they didn't want us to leave the house, and now I'm pretty sure they've shut down all the local rinks, you know, with that stay-in-place thing that we've got. So... Um, I don't think, and I think it would be kind of frowned upon if people found out we were still skating while this was supposed to happen. I don't think people would like that. Probably we, true, but what the heck? We won't. We won't say anything. No, we we won't say right. anything. Um, so so we've 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 relaunched this uh, this series called Minnesota Sports Rewind, and we do deep dives into into prominent games and moments and events, and and uh, obviously today's episode centers around. It's already been eight years, which is crazy. But what? What do you remember most? I mean, you were coming off some amazing years in New Jersey. You were coveted. Ryan Suter was coveted. Um, you both had local connections to Minnesota and, and Wisconsin area. But what do you remember most about the days leading up to the decision? And and when did you guys finally put your heads together and say, all right, let's do this. Let's let's just both sign with the Wild. Well, I had gone up to um, – so the free agency opened July 1st. I had gone up to – my agent's office up in Toronto on two day, two days before, I think, or a day before. And um, actually met with my old the general manager from New Jersey the night before free agency. And then, so I was up there during the whole thing. I was in their offices while we were getting the calls, um, you know, the emails from the offers from all the teams. And But, uh, I mean, I, I remember it being pretty hectic and every team that made an offer we put it on a big like poster board around the room and so we had all the the offers around the room from the different teams but ryan and i kind of kept in touch not really um until i think it was like the second day maybe we kind of just asked casually where each other was at we didn't have this planned out at all um we're just kind of checking in see where the other one was at and then you know i think as we kind of narrowed things down both of us liked Minnesota and it kind of just worked out like that but it was never uh we never planned about it heading into free agency it just kind of came together naturally so Zach in retrospect now if Ryan doesn't come here and let, let's say I think one of the teams to play for him was Detroit if Ryan goes to the Red Wings do you still come here or would, would that have altered how you saw things as well when it came to the wild you know I, I that's a good question I don't know I never I mean, I had thought about that at the time. I know it, I thought, I know it was important just for the lone fact of, I mean, you're getting an all-star defenseman. And I, I think that that goes such a long way in this league. So, I mean, that, that helped push things along big time. 
Um, I don't know if I would go as far as saying, you know, there's no way I would have came here had he not. I don't, I don't think that's fair, but I know that that definitely did help um, from a playing standpoint. Having that caliber of a D-man mm-hmm. um, is it, huge. So as you examined that board uh, in the office that day in Toronto, who were the top uh, three teams, and and what was your feeling at that time about where the Wild was as far as their maturation and their potential to win a cup? Well, they, the, the top teams I remember, and I, I'm getting probably going to give you more than three, but off the top of my head, it was I was looking a lot at Chicago, um, Pittsburgh, Boston, um, Minnesota, and and L.A. Um, those were the teams that I remember being you know, most interested at the time. And you know, that, that's, that, that's what made it tough after that is try to narrow down where, where to go. And, and, you know, my agents were pretty convinced that with the players that Minnesota had coming up in, uh, in their system, um, that it was going to be a good team and be a good team for a while. And for me, that was important. And, and I didn't know a lot about the players, to be honest. It was more so I was relying on their opinion, you know, talking about Grandlands and, and Nieder and, and these guys that they had um, coming up, uh, Coyle and Zucker. And so I had never seen them play, but I had just heard about them through them and, and kind of uh, relied on their information about them. So is that, by the way, Zach Parisi is with us here on Minnesota Sports Rewind, Score North and the Score North app. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff is with us too. Um, so you still have several years of hockey in front of you. So I, I don't ask this question in, in terms of like that the era is over because it's not. And you guys have Kevin Fiala and you have young players and there is a lot of potential here for wild hockey. But to this point, how would you like people to remember the Parisi Suter era of wild hockey, whether it's these eight years or whatever is left to come in the future? Well, having, having not gotten past the second round, I hope the future has got a little better to hold for us. But yeah, um, you know, I, I would say for those first you know, two, three, well, four years, we had really good teams. And, and unfortunately, we ran into, the, I mean, basically the Chicago's dynasty. Um, they, you know, when, when they were winning cups and winning all the time, I mean, with the way they did the divisions, playoffs, that's who the, the team we had to get through. And, you know, we lose to them three times in a row. And um, we had really good teams then. And, and, but I guess to this point, I mean, I know it's not, it's not, I know it's not the best thing ever. But I mean, making playoffs for us six times in a row after not having done it as this organization for a while, I think, was a good accomplishment. Um, I know to compare to other teams that they might look at that and laugh, but I think uh, hopefully the best is is still to come. Which one of those six playoff runs would you want to run back if you could if you could start the playoffs all over again and just have a second crack at one of those runs? Which one would it be? I would say the um, my second year when we lost to Chicago, we beat Colorado, and then we lost to Chicago in six. Um, I think I'm not saying we would have beat LA, but I, I think we were a better team than Chicago. I think we outplayed them, um, and they, I think that's when Kane scored that kind of fluky OT winner in Game Six at our rink. Um, but I thought that was the best team that we had. Um, here I, I know the next year we were really good too we beat st louis but we ended up getting swept by chicago in the second round um but i still think one of those teams probably that second year what we that was the best team we've had 
as you, you sat on the uh, the dais at the exit that day uh, when they introduced you and uh, and Suter together, Zach. On that day, what was your thought on not just playoffs but cups? Because the the expectation here, I, I think, on that day, and then when you guys went out in six to Chicago, which was a good series, was that this thing was inching towards a cup or cups plural. Just going back now, reflecting, what was your expectation of potential Stanley Cups? Well, I knew, I knew the first year, the first year there. I think here, I think making the playoffs was was going to be good for us. I, I don't, I don't think we had a good enough team at that point um, to to make any noise in the playoffs. But I think making the playoffs that year was an accomplishment. Um, and then after that, I mean, with I thought we were going in the right direction. I really did. And and when we lost that second year, I was thinking in my mind, like, you know, we're making steps. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, you know, I mean, it's hard to say. I was sitting there thinking, oh, we're going to win three or four. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that just doesn't happen. But, you know, I, I thought that we, at the time, we were going to have a really good chance uh, to win, to win here. So what, what's your optimism like these next, let's say, two years or so? Well, it's, I mean, it's been less, I'd say the last year or two, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for us, just finding some inconsistency and then a lot of players, um, being, you know, important players, a uh, big part of the team being moved out, um, was, was a little bit of a shock for everybody, I think. But, um, you know, I, I really liked the way we were playing right before this, this virus, I guess the stoppage happened. Um, I liked the way we were playing, and who knows once they get in, but um, I think the development of some of the players that we have, and they're only going to get better too. Um, I still think we've got one of the better defensive cores in the league. Um, and I, I, we'll see where it goes, but I, I, I do think after you know, almost a little bit of a rebuild on the fly, I think, I think Bill is going to do a really good job and get this team in the right direction. And Zach, what's that been like too to see so much of that car group that you stepped in that day with? And at that time, they were young, developing players. Uh, what's that like to see them gone now too? Because this team is turning a corner, going in a different direction for sure, and it's got some good young players. But it's definitely not that group that we uh, that we saw in that second round series. You're talking about against the Blackhawks. That I think at that time, coupled with you and Ryan, there was such great expectations for. I mean, that's, that was a little eye-opener when those guys were moved and all moved at the same time. But, but I, I think you have to look at it as, I mean, I, I don't know what goes on in those decisions, but we were there, but we weren't quite good enough, apparently. We weren't, we weren't good enough to get over the hump. And, you know, I always felt we were one addition away from being able to compete with those top teams. I really did. Um, but when you see, you see the, the, the core group of those players get moved, you, you start to think to yourself, okay, they, they ownership management, they want to go in a different direction and they didn't like what they saw. And that's, that's sports. That's the way it goes. And, and we just, we play, we play with what we have. 2004, uh, 14 or 15, I'm the GM and can wave a magic wand for you. What position, if if it could have been added to that group to make you competitive with what was a really good Blackhawks team, what position would you have added at? I would have added at center. I I mean I, I really feel like 
I think Granny Granlin was playing center at that time. Um, you know, if you had him and then you had another centerman and then you had Miko doing, you know, playing his checking role. Um, you know, we've always had guys that can score on the wing. And I think if we could have added another centerman to get the puck up the ice through the middle, um, I think that would have made us a, a really dangerous team and could have gotten us over the hump. Still might be true, Zach. Yeah. At center. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Last thing, how how uh, nerve-wracking was the deadline for you with all of the uh, speculation, rumors, heck, almost confirmed reports of you being traded, uh, and then when that didn't come true, were you happy that it didn't come true, and what's that like to think, you know, the day that you signed this contract, it's a 13-year, no-move clause contract, and so on that day, you're probably not thinking, well, eight years down the road, I might be dealt what was that whole experience like to come? It sounds like very close to being traded out east. Uh, you know, it was um, it, it was it was crazy. It really was. I mean, it it kind of went from the point of like you said, you got the no move clause, nothing to basically. Are you thinking it's done? Where you're almost packing a bag, getting ready to go? Um, it was. But again, like I said, I. I I have a ton of respect for Bill Guerin and, and what he's going to do with this organization. I had known about it probably four or five days before the deadline that something may happen. Um, and he communicated very well with me. Um, and you, you can never, you know, he was brought in here to bring this team in his direction and he's got the full authority to do that. And so if, if there's certain decisions that he has to make to make this team go forward, I mean, that's, that's, that's sports, that's, that's hockey, that's life. That's the way it goes. I mean, but you know, when it, when it didn't happen, um, you know, there was, there was definitely some relief. I mean, you start thinking about packing up the kids and moving, moving your life. Uh, that was a little, a little scary. Um, and to get that close to it, where I think both my wife and I were, there was a little bit of fear involved, but, you know, fortunately, at the time, it didn't go through, and um, we stayed here, and, and we started, as a team, we started to play really well. Zach Parisi, joining us here on Minnesota Sports Rewind. Before we say goodbye, uh, during this quarantine life period that we're all living, do you have any TV recommendations? Any uh, any quarantine recommendations for us in the audience? <laughs> you know, we just, and I know we're way behind on this, but we just started uh, Ozarks. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, I think we're only four into it and everyone kind of warned us that uh it was a slow you know slow starting but it ended up kind of being like a breaking bad almost so um we like that um and for comedy we just i mean i don't know if you guys watched it last night but the modern family series finale was on um uh, we had watched that thing for since the beginning yeah. so um that's a, a good a good comedy to watch do you watch classic games you know what Sometimes um, we don't, to be honest, we don't flip on the TV much here at all and until the kids go to bed. So that's probably around like 730. Mm-hmm. Um, so if something's on, the other night I saw someone had texted me that our game, um, when I was playing for the Devils, when Marty broke the wins record at home against Chicago, that that was on. And I admit I did flip that one on and watch that. Zach, call call Fox Sports, please. All right. And tell them, tell them they have access to North Stars files. All right, I want to see games. Oh, with, yeah. I want to see games with your dad playing. 
I want to see games from from my childhood, late seventies, eighties, Madonna games. Exactly. Right. Can you pl- can you please request? It might be tough because to, it's not HD, but I'd like you to request <laughs> that old North Star games be aired because I don't see any reason why they're not being aired. Right. You know what? Let's. Uh... Kevin Gorg will be my next phone call. I'll get him. I'll get him yeah. working. <laughs> I like how you work. Thanks, Zach. See you, Zach. All right, that was Zach Parisi joining uh, what was Minnesota Sports Rewind. You can find Tuesdays and Thursdays, Judd Zolgad and myself, Declan Goff uh, as the producer and 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 uh, co-host of ours uh, on that show. And you can find that on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. And uh, just, I thought I... Thought I recalled something in that interview. If we could just rewind the tape there, Jonathan, just to make sure. So, Zach, in retrospect now, if Ryan doesn't come here, and let, let's say I think one of the teams to play for him was Detroit, if Ryan goes to the Red Wings, do you still come here, or would that have altered how you saw things as well when it came to the Wild? You know, I, I, that's a good question. I don't know. I never yeah. good job. Nice job. It's almost two Keep today, grinding, boys. Baby. It was almost he really, two. He gets the point. I'm not saying he shouldn't get the point. That's Judd's sixth good question of the season. Thank you very much. Ten for me, six for Judd. Seven, I'd be at seven if I got Four sage. for Rami, three for John. Do you sage. think he really thought it was a good question, or was he buying time to come up with an answer to the question? It's not hard. my worry. It's, it's I know, hard. I know. I'm just asking. It's I said you get the point. I think he was buying again. time. Let's play it again. I think he was buying time. Play it again. Sorry. I just Jonathan just unplugged his uh, computer. Right <laughs> Poor Jonathan. You'll learn at some point. <laughs> Poor Jonathan. I love when Jonathan's just like, oh, I'm th- we're done with this clip. Oh, no, we're not now done we're with not. this clip. Now we're not done Sorry. with the clip. Zach, All in right. retrospect now, if Ryan doesn't come here, and let, let's say I think one of the teams to play for him was Detroit, if Ryan goes to the Red Wings, do you still come here, or w- would that have altered how you saw things as well when it came to the Wild? You know, I... I that's a good question. I don't know. I never. I don't think he's buying time there, man. I think he was because he, he he stuttered. I think he was trying to come up with an answer. He didn't have an answer, so he started. I I I. You know, good question. And then he while while he was doing all that, the wheels were spinning. And you he know, Rami, there's a chance I made the young man think it's possible. And what if right now he's like, why you did do I? That like twice why a year did I? Somebody. Why did I sign there? <laughs> Judd Zolgad was right. Why did I sign here? I could have been with the Los Angeles Kings. I, honey, did I do the right thing? And she'd be like, no, Zolgad was right. As Judd, while he's talking, is literally sanitizing his computer yeah. and the buttons. Well, my computer hey, was dirty, so I decided the to sanitize and the, the basket, Zachary. I've been wondering this. Can can you use like a Clorox wipe on your computer? I I just did it. Is that uh, like on the screen? I don't know if that's yeah, seems to work fine. Yeah, I, just I, mean, I guess it. we're doing it. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> we're gonna find out. <laughs> Judd is, if you want to see Judd clean the screen that you're actually watching him on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. It's very nice. For now. It's all it's cleaned really up. Short circuits. Anyway, I'm going to take my... Is that? Did you say sixth good question? Yes. I'm going to take my sixth good question, and I'm going to take it to the bank. The blood bank. Fair enough. That's uh, Zach Parisi. And Minnesota Sports Rewind, we're doing two of these episodes every single week. Next week, we got three because is it ESPN that's yes, going to re-rack the Monday Night Football game, Brett Favre against the Green Bay Packers for the first time in 2009. In the Metrodome Monday Night game the night before game 163. So we'll do we'll do that episode on Monday, and then we're going to do one of several 1998 Vikings episodes centered around the 1998 Vikings offense, and we'll be joined by Jake Reed yep. on Tuesday next week 
11 o'clock, Score North, and anywhere you find podcasts, Minnesota Sports Rewind, Apple, Spotify, Score North app. Gentlemen, when we come back here, in other news, got a couple good ones here for you. Got one that's very uplifting. Rami always brings a bunch to the table, too. So. Oh, yeah. All right, so in other news. My cup runneth over, gentlemen. Nice. We'll get My there. My cup runneth over. When we come back here to the TCL studios, but let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance here for a moment. During these uncertain times, your team at Federated Mutual Insurance Company has mostly kept a strategic focus on policyholder service. And what hasn't changed throughout these last several weeks is Federated's commitment to providing risk management to help you prevent injuries and save lives. Uh, If you're a business owner, these things come in very handy, the expertise of Federated. Uh, Federated is, uh, is also helping businesses throughout the country to the information they need on things like written pandemic policies and procedures. As things change in your state, as things change from day to day, from week to week, you need to update policies. You need to update uh, response plans, communication to employees. Federated helps with all these things. And you can find more information on your local Federated marketing representative at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's their business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Jonathan here with the Score North download. We could all use a little help while quarantined, and thanks to our many great local partners, Score North Listening Rewards is here to help with some cash relief. All month long, Score North is giving you the chance at $25 to $200 in cash just for listening to us. For your chance at free cash, download the Score North mobile app, register, and you could be a winner this download. Powered by PodMN over at scorenorth.com right now. As I mentioned in the first hour, we have the second quarterback in our top five, the second place quarterback in our top five Vikings quarterbacks of all time, as well as Matthew Collar's third part to the best, the best Vikings draft fits. This time he's looking at the wide receivers. The previous two parts in that series were the cornerbacks and the offensive linemen. That's been your score North Donald. Now back to Mac and Judith Rami. We'll get to in other news here in just a second, but in perhaps the least shocking news ever, Rami just retweeted this from Brett uh, Okamoto or Okamoto. Breaking UFC Okamoto. Okamoto. I think so. We'll go with Okamoto. Yep. UFC 249 has been canceled. All UFC events postponed indefinitely due to COVID nineteen. Dana White says he was ready to promote the event, but things were taken out of his control. More on this to come. UFC 249 was going to be held at an undisclosed private island somewhere. So that's Fight Island going to happen. is what they were calling it. Why are we going to an island? And they weren't saying where that it was. That sounds like an action movie that we'll have to read. Yeah, that's what I said. That sounds island. like a Van Damme movie. Yeah. Yeah, totally in on that. Yeah, Fight Island is definitely I like it. to be reviewed at some point. So, like, what was Dana White planning on doing? So he was going to buy an island or rent an island and then just, like... He said he had I mean, secured... It. He was one. being very, very ominous about the whole thing. He, he didn't seems want to like a super shady dude. It does. Know. Yes, he does. He Doesn't really, he? really does. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm not, like, hardcore UFC guy. I'm, like, a casual sort of fair-weather UFC fan. I enjoy it. There are certain fighters I like watching, but I don't trust Dana White as far as I can throw him. So I'm a wrestling guy more than a UFC MMA guy, and I wonder about, like last night, I'm watching AEW on TNT, which is like the competitor to WWE, and they literally have, like Billy Gunn is one of the, uh, I think, trainers for AEW. You guys remember Billy Gunn from Degeneration X in the late 90s, early 2000s? 
So they're still they're that. wrestling in empty arenas, but they have like basically all the AEW wrestlers and employees are like hanging out behind the railing, just in like a group of fifteen, just cheering yeah. everybody on. Like at what point? Because they can't like, that's gather not an in a essential locker room. Bu- but it's not an essential business. So why are they? I suppose it depends on what state they're in, and if all fifty states go to stay at home orders in the next couple of weeks. I don't know what everyone's waiting for. Um, like you can't. There's no way you can produce UFC and wrestling and some of these other events. So Vince won, huh? He's winning to this point. Vince won. Well, no, but WWE would also have to get shut down. Right, but he got in just in time. Oh, for WrestleMania? Yeah, he got his event. Yeah, but he also lost like 80 million or 80,000 times whatever the average ticket price is. $400? Yeah, but at least he got, I mean, at least he did it before they shut her down. That's true, I guess. Should we do this? Oh, we should do this. Let's do this. Ah, yes. In other news, where we take a break from all the hard-hitting sports talk we've been doing here at Score North and bring you some of the more weird and wacky news from around the world. I think we need to rewrite the intro. Including including the world of soccer. That's right. Rami's about to talk about soccer. (laughs) Is it bad that I already know... Before you sent me the link, I already knew what story you were going to bring up. Footballer, an American, that soccer player, Kyle Walker, ignored the virus lockdown by hosting a sex party with a pal and two call girls at his flat. That's apartment in American. One of the experts said the Manchester City and England ace invited them for a three-hour sex session a day before he urged supporters to follow advice to stay home to help the NHS. Walker, who issued a groveling apology last night, now faces a potential huge fine from club bosses for ignoring health and social distancing guidelines. (laughs) The defender split from his longtime girlfriend, Annie Kilmer, earlier this year after we, this uh, tabloid, revealed he had gotten model Lauren Goodman pregnant. A source said Kyle has hit rock bottom with his behavior and his manager will be furious. Has he? And rightly, that's what I was going to say. Is that rock bottom? That's That's not... A three-hour sex session and <laughs> your smoking hot girlfriend leaving you because you impregnated a model? Like, I'm in a monogamous relationship. I'm happy in a monogamous relationship, but that dude's living his best life if that's what he wants. And did you say, if I heard you correctly, yes. so this happened the day before he came out and said, hey, everybody, let's just be yeah. following <laughs> CDC guidelines. They right? left okay. at 2 a.m., they left at 2 a.m. and he recorded the PSA the fall. Well, that morning, later that morning, He's he recorded then. the it, PSA. It, it, change, does, it, it doesn't apply to him. It applies to normal people. And he did stay in the. He didn't leave. They went to his place. They went to his place. Technically, he's following the rules. I mean, maybe they were. Maybe they were. Oh, Jonathan. Maybe they were Jonathan. I mean, I'm not a fan of his team. I highly dislike his team. But, but you're but, defending the footballer. Maybe they were DoorDash drivers. <laughs> I wonder if there's a touch-free <laughs> version of that. In other news. Wow. In other news. Gloves. And I thought yesterday was a rough Masks. show. <laughs> We're not trying to derail a segment here, Rami. We wanted to keep this going. What are you trying to do here? Carry on. Uh, this, is, this is an uplifting story from Fox 8 in Georgia, gentlemen. Before the coronavirus pandemic, Jennifer Knox would walk into her bar and soak in the sounds of people chatting while sipping on their drinks, listening to local musicians strum along on the guitars. Now her restaurant, the Sandbar, which is located in Tybee Island, 
is quiet, with no customers or employees in sight. Like many other restaurants, the Sandbar had to close its doors after officials put stay-at-home orders in place and mandated that restaurants switch to takeout and delivery only. The restrictions put in place to help control the spread of the virus left businesses like this business struggling financially. As she sat in her empty bar at the end of March and looked around, she realized there was an opportunity to help her now unemployed staff. Quote, we were sitting there, doors locked, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's money all over the walls, and we have time on our hands. We got to get this money down. For nearly 15 years, and there's there's bars like this, Cuzzy's is one of them, downtown Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. For nearly 15 years, patrons have been leaving their mark on the island bar by writing on dollar bills and stapling them to walls and ceilings. Knox just celebrated her six-year anniversary of owning the bar. And for 15 years, you've had all these uh, dollar bills stapled up. So her and her staff, over a three-day period, and in other volunteers, took on the tedious task to help gently take down the weathered money. Some bills had dozens of staples in them, according to Knox. Some of the currency came from other countries across the globe. $3,714 in bills That's were collected, and the stacks of bills were stretched in piles across the entire bar countertop. She used that money to distribute to her staff. Four bartenders and two musicians oh, each were given $600. Nice. Isn't that cool? That's outstanding. That's a very nice thing. The town's... Well, that, that is insincere judge. Pop, that nice was thing. very well, I got a, insincere judge. I, I got a knuckle... Wow. I got a knuckle That'd be cool, problem. man. I'd like to, to see that again. <laughs> I got a knuckle problem right now. You're bleeding all I'm bleeding. What, what problem? My, my knuckle problem. What problem? A knuckle problem. My skin dried out and my knuckles bleed. That happened to me a couple weeks ago. Did you ago. say he's bleeding in the studio? Well, he's in the middle of a pandemic. His knuckles are bleeding. Yes, my knuckles bleeding. He's that's correct. From Fight Island. Yes, <laughs> no, legitimately. I look like I, I was on Con Air. <laughs> Cyrus the virus. Put the bunny back. <laughs> Why couldn't you just put the bunny back? <laughs> Sorry. So, Sorry, this, I didn't mean to disrupt This you, happened to me two weeks ago. Hold on, I'll show you. You need to put watching. some lotion on your hands. Judd doesn't believe in lotion. I don't like We've lotion. had this discussion. Wait, what? Dude, I, it's either your hands bleed or you put lotion on. If you're going to wash your hands. You See, oh my God, that thing is busted wide open, I, dude. <laughs> what did you punch? in the hallway. Mackie pissed me off, okay? <laughs> I didn't want to have to talk about it. You know this thing was happening. Oh, God, for the love of God! Don't do this. Please, don't do this. Get up. Let's get up. Don't, don't do it. Man, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Think of your family. Think of your fans. Think of everybody. You got to kick us That's Jim Ross pleading with Judd to use some lotion. Think of your family. Think of your fans. Think of everybody. It's too late now. I'm bleeding. All right. The coolest man currently operating in this country is going to be honored with a bobblehead. That's right. The United States' top infectious disease specialist is getting his own bobblehead. The creation from the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum located in a town Rami knows well, Milwaukee, Features Dr. Anthony Fauci wearing a suit, wearing a suit as he makes a motion showing how the nation needs to flatten the curve in the coronavirus pandemic. The museum in Milwaukee picked uh, Fauci because many people see the plain speaking expert on the coronavirus as a hero right now, said co-founder and CEO Phil Sklar. 
quote, he isn't trying to spin things. He isn't trying to make people happy and tell them what they want to hear. He's just trying to kill our economy. He's actually trying. He's actually telling them, you know, how he sees it as an expert. And I think that's really what we need him or why we need him at this time. Fauci on Fox and Friends Friday said that's nice if people want to do it. But I have other things to worry about. He is. If nothing else, he right now is the coolest man in America. He should wear sunglasses to all these briefings. Just get up there, smoke a cigarette. How about instead of the medical smock, the dude just wore a cape? Because he's a freaking superhero. All right? I don't know if we need to see Tony Fauci in tights, though. <laughs> he's Jeter-like right now, right? Oh, Je- Jeter was overrated. Fauci's the real deal. Yeah, Fauci invented the gift basket. <laughs> <laughs> well Every put. time somebody leaves the hospital, he gives them a, a gift basket. Well put. A la Derek Jeter. That'd be great. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Here's a smock. Uh, locals, in other news, in Arcadia, Louisiana, are under a curfew. They need to be in their homes by 9 p.m. And already jittery from the COVID-19 virus, they recognized an eerie sound when it came time for curfew. It was the sound of the siren from the horror film The Purge. Jonathan? Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I believe... I believe some another media outlet got in trouble for playing this. So we did will, they really? So we will we will disclaimer. This is not this, the this purge. Is, yeah, we are not <laughs> kicking off the purge. Okay, you can stop they, it before so anybody this, goes into a panic. They played this throughout the city. Through, they had That'd police cars. I saw it on Twitter. They yeah. had police cars. Oh my goodness! I saw it driving around, blaring the purge siren from their sirens, from their horns, in their police cars wow. at nine p.m. That's terrifying. It really is. I just saw The Purge for the first time about six I months ago in the movie. It. Never seen it. It is pretty compelling. It's pretty It's pretty amazing. For those who haven't, it's 12 hours of mayhem in which all crimes are legal, including murder and assault. That's the plot of The Purge. There's a 12-hour window where all crime is legal, and they kick it off with that siren, and the local police decided that was a good sound to, <laughs> to enforce the curfew. Wow. And for the... Point zero zero five percent of people that take it as the actual purge being kicked off, then you know. Well, in other news, cops will have their work cut out for them. Later you guys on. participate in the purge? Would we? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not, not saying not, go not out to, and kill somebody. Not to the fullest extent. Like for how, what? Like to do what, Rummy? I don't know. Steal maybe baseball need, cards. Maybe you need new TV. New pair so, of shoes. So, so basically, do I have you to break the glass? You got twelve hours. Some Joe. baseball cards. Maybe. You got twelve hours. Do I have to break the glass, or can I just go behind the guy that breaks the glass and take the TV and go if home? If you want to be a freeloader, you could you could let somebody else do the work. Sure, just run in after him. I freeload. Okay. Yeah. What the hell, Mackie? I'm too much of a chicken, man. Like I I I certainly wouldn't kill anybody. No. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't physically harm anybody, unless I mean unless they were trying to physically harm me. Right, but not just for the heck of it. And I don't know, like, I would probably still just buy something on Amazon. I, I... <laughs> just too lazy to yeah. purge? Yeah. <laughs> you want to go to the purge? Nah, <laughs> I don't really want to purge. I'm not feeling it, man. I'm just going to stay in and uh, watch Netflix. Too nice. Too nice. In other news. All right, this is from, uh, this is from CNN.com here. Florida. I'm, I'll just read. It's a three-paragraph story here. Beginning tomorrow... Advent Health Center Care will test for COVID-19 at the Daytona International Speedway in Florida, 
with drive-through testing. <laughs> Wait, what? The, te- the test will be available to anyone who meets the criteria for testing as set by the CDC. Uh, a doctor's order is not required for testing. Quote, making tests available is one of the most important things we can do to prevent further spread of COVID-19 and keep our community safe, said the CEO of Advent Healthcare. We're asking people to stay home and practice social distancing, so bringing testing closer where they live is essential, and therefore they are opening up Daytona Speedway, maybe the most prominent speedway in America, for drive-through testing. Now, what I want to know is, if I if I go and get the drive-through test, yes, can I take a lap, even in my RAV four? Yeah. Like, can I can I get up on is the this on the track or is this like in the parking lot? I don't know. It doesn't say because it better be on the track. If you're opening up the speedway, you got to do it on the track. Just you know, keep everyone sounds intriguing. Keep everyone apart. Wouldn't that be fun? Would you guys go take a take a spin? If you had, if you thought you had coronavirus, would you still be down for? <laughs> I think they should do that just spin? to encourage more people to get the test. Like, get a test, get a lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speedway. You know what I mean? <laughs> just for the idiots who aren't taking it seriously and won't go take the test. They're probably NASCAR fans, so give them a lap. Give them a lap. Wow. Whoa. Do you want to talk politics too, Rami? Oh, yeah, those phone lines are already blocked. Who do you, who do you think they vote so for, bad. Rami? So bad. In other news. Back to Rami. Sorry, guys. Uh, from Iowa, Sean Salmon seemed to be trying to do the right thing during these difficult times when she showed up at the Sioux City, Iowa Police Department. However... She was there to ask the cops to check her drugs to see if they had the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. You can never be too safe. I'm sorry. What, what's the dateline again? After which, Sioux City, Iowa cops got her oh, on a controlled yeah. substance violation and a felony drug tax stamp charge. Oh, I don't know yeah. where that came from. A quick look at Salmon's Facebook page shows us that she seemed to be trying to do her part during the virus by staying away from her family and staying home. Apparently, things got weird at some point over the weekend, and she needed to know if her drugs were infected. Mm. Did I mention that she lists her job as a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner at a mental health facility? Interesting. So, um, yeah, what kind of drugs were they again? <laughs> she was charged with first degree possession or first offense possession of marijuana. Okay, so she she brought like a bag of weed in. Yeah, and wanted to get and it asked them to check if, for uh, coronavirus yes. fingerprints or something. She was also showing signs of impairment through erratic behavior, paranoia, profuse sweating, and admitting to recent consumption of methamphetamine. Ah, that'll yeah, get you. Yeah, but besides that, she was fine, right? Doing just great. That'll get you. In other news. All right. In other news, this is from WCCO.com, radio.com. A local auction house has found a lot of Minnesota gold. Memorabilia from Twins legend Kirby Puckett is up for auction right now, you guys. The incredible collection of Puckett memorabilia includes the jersey he wore when he hit the game-winning home run in Game 6 of the 1991 World Series, his 1986 Rawlings Gold Glove Award, and his 1986 Silver Slugger Award, which is awarded to the best offensive player at each position, yada, yada, yada. My question is, A, can you believe that like one of the most prominent pieces of memorabilia, maybe in Minnesota sports history, is up for auction? And B, can you name a better piece of memorabilia than the jersey that Kirby Puckett wore when he hit the most famous home run in Minnesota history, Game six, 1991 World Series. Did I miss it? Did you say what the, what the bidding is starting at? Uh, let me click on it and see. I think we can go to the website here. VSA Auctions. Let's see here. This looks like the same website where they were selling Metrodome troughs a few years ago. 
Still should have bought I'm one. Very you should have bought one it. of those. Should have bought familiar. one. You can't believe you didn't pull the trigger, Mackie. So you had your chance. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. The wow. The uh, there Credit are card there out. are fifteen bids right now. Yeah. At you guys take a guess at what the bidding is at right now. Just for the jersey, right? Just for the so, jersey. So we're talking the jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that jersey's worth a ton. Um, I'm going to say the top bid right now is fifteen grand. I was going to say eighteen. Higher. Whoa. 20? 30? Higher. $31,342 right now. Time for us to get involved, boys. You got two more weeks if you want to. Yeah, is that the score north thing. budget? That would look Jonathan. good on the wall behind you there now that we're doing all this video streaming. Yeah. Yeah. How about right here? Or, yeah. Maybe before coronavirus hit. <laughs> Can we talk the price down? <laughs> In other news. Right, back to Judd. I'm out. Okay. Are oh, you done? Back to Rami. Rami, uh, go ahead. From the great state of Minnesota, gentlemen. Anoka County where the sheriff's department is investigating after a man called police and admitting to killing a deer after striking it with his car, then finishing it off with a baseball bat. The vehicle deer collision happened Sunday morning near the Anoka County, Chisago County line with the motorist, a 57-year-old Lake Forest man, used a baseball bat to kill kill the injured deer. I I used to drive that road to go up to, uh, what's that casino, the St. Croix Casino and Hotel. So they put out this this little PSA on their Twitter account, finishing off a deer you hit with your vehicle with a baseball bat, illegally putting it into your truck without a tag then transporting said deer across county lines to try and get a deer tag isn't the greatest idea and that <laughs> caption was accompanied by a gif of negan from the walking dead whose trademark weapon to kill people is a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire <laughs> it sounds like a sopranos episode or something doesn't it uh yeah <laughs> oh my god if you're wondering you know this ain't gonna happen if a deer is injured in a collision with a vehicle, the motor should call police and have them humanely euthanize the animal. This was surprising to me, though. According to the DNR, a salvageable animal fatally struck by a vehicle can be provided to the driver at no charge, but local road, road authorities should always be involved in that process before a driver takes the animal. Oh, like so you could kill the deer and then they help you get rid of the or uh kill the deer and then you get the deer yes you're allowed to take a salvageable deer home yeah, with no you thank you if you hit it with your yeah, car okay, and what, you call the authorities hard pass from here what do you guys find more traumatizing hitting a deer going 60 miles an hour Which, or finishing it off with a baseball bat <laughs> i'm not a psychopath so going 60 would do a lot of damage to your car and might drive you to a state of being uh psychotic that you take the baseball bat out. And my baseball bat's gone oh, now. Yes. Jonathan. Isn't that country life, though? Is that Listen, co- that's as, country as, life, as isn't a, it? As a guy who grew up in the country, went to school in Buffalo, Minnesota, and drove county roads all over the place, I can tell you safely, I've never seen anyone take a baseball bat to a deer's well, head. Do Why is Jonathan offended by that? I'm asking. No, you don't I feel, do that. I, that's not country life. I, always, no. I feel like people in the country... Jonathan's mad because he lives in the country. I feel like people in the country... You've offended him. ...deal yeah. with death more often and at, a, and at a much younger age than the rest of us. That's just a reality of the farm, man. And sometimes you have to you have to put an animal down, don't you? Not with a bat. No, not yeah, with a bat. you shouldn't do it with a bat. It doesn't happen with a bat. Yeah. A gun. 
<laughs> no, you don't. That, that also, you got to take the shotgun out. Not, you got to take that shotgun out back of your they car. They do have ways to euthanize animals in the country medicine. without using force. Okay? Come here, Bambi. <laughs> you got to have that gun right in the back in of your car. Other news. A flatbed? Not. Not what happened. I, I don't got, know, man. I got one more for you guys what in the last one here. It's from the Reno Gazette oh, Journal. You just touched your face. This, it's all over now. <laughs> You're bleeding all over the desk. I'm bleeding. You're I've rubbing never, your eyes like it's going out of style. I've never been happier to be in a What is this, 2018? A woman in South Lake Tahoe. Full slate of games tonight? A woman in South Lake Tahoe was arrested Tuesday after she allegedly licked items in a Safeway grocery oh, store, according to a release from the police department. The mm-hmm. 53-year-old Jennifer Walker allegedly licked several pieces of jewelry for sale at the store and then put them on her hands. Oh. She then began to fill her shopping cart with $1,800 worth of merchandise, again, from a Safeway. Licked it, And she licked all of it. Oh, What is wrong with people? That's more disturbing than finishing off a deer with a bat. In other news. I'll take my chances with. You know what's weird? I agree with Rami here. I don't know. I'm more disturbed by somebody licking things right now than I am taking that baseball bat out of the back of their car. God. I love you. Jonathan, you and I have to teach these guys how country roll. All right. The hell's with the accent, by the way. I just watched Con Air, man. I'm, I'm impacted by the greatness of Nicolas Cage, one of the great thespians of our time. Action movie rewind tomorrow put, on Mackie and Jeff with the microphone back. In other news, powered by Josh Arnold Investments. <clears throat> That's right. It's time to talk to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. You can get that straight talk by calling Josh direct at 952-925-5608, or you can listen to Josh right now with the Market Minute. Hi, Josh. Judd? Sun is out. It was snowing this morning while I was out running. Very typical for this time of the year as I get to celebrate my son's 40th birthday. Very excited with, with that. And with part of that celebration comes the Dow up another 285 points, and the market completed its best week since 1974. Very long time. The market has come back off its lows as the Federal Reserve continues to pump money into the system, providing liquidity, and the Treasury continues to make money accessible and says they'll do anything possible to get money to people and to businesses to power through this uh, government-mandated uh, shutdown that hopefully will end soon. Meantime, earnings are going to start next week as many of the major banks start to report their numbers. And I would not expect anything uh, tremendous other than the banks uh, saying they don't they don't have a lot of foresight into the balance of the year, but they will probably continue with their dividend payments. Uh, I am not a bank investor, but that's the just the start of, of earnings season. I do expect when some of my favorite companies start reporting in uh, the consumer discretionary and technology area, that these companies, many of which have already 
uh, taken away their guidance uh, for the balance of the year due to the virus, will start talking about what they see coming out of this government shutdown and how they propose to get their businesses starting and flourishing. I think demand uh, will be there, but it might be uh, one to two quarters away. And I do think that many analysts will give companies passes on the earnings both for this quarter and for next quarter, looking to see what their guidance is uh, going forward. Places that I still like and would recommend would be some of the uh, growth names that we've talked about, whether it be the, I'll call them the, the mega mega names, Apple, Amazon, uh, Google, and Microsoft for their financial strength. I would also look uh, at some of the uh, technology companies in the area of semiconductors. Next area I would look at maybe be for a little bit of safety should the get still have a little slowdown in the economy, taking a look at Coke, Pepsi, or Constellation brands. Everybody is still still drinking a little bit. And real estate, particularly publicly traded real estate through uh, real estate investment trusts, have been marked down 50% over the course of the last month and do offer uh, still plenty of opportunity, particularly those involved in data centers, and I happen to like those involved in gaming. So if should you want any more information on any of this or how to position yourself through this, we'll say, dramatic and volatile time, don't hesitate to give me a call at the office at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. 